Welcome to Minority Landlords Podcast, your manual to financial freedom. Are you looking to escape the nine to five rat race? Do you wanna earn passive income while building generational wealth for you and your family and don't know how to get started? Well, you're at the right place. Here at Minority Landlords, we're here to help educate minorities about real estate investing. And now your host, Pepe Amoti. Hey, what's up? Pepe with the newest episode, actually the 49th episode of Minority Landlords podcast. I'm psyched for today's episode and I, I just can't believe you're almost episode 50. It's crazy. It's incredible. I'm really excited about that. Um, again, my apologies. I record these things in downtown Boston and there's always something, whether a truck passing by or as you can hear now. <laughs> or a, an ambulance or somebody honking at somebody uh, there's always something here so i can't really do anything about it and i try to bring the best quality podcast as i can however sometimes you can't do anything about your setting but i i, I try to use uh you know some sort of editing to block some of those noises um, or try to choose what times to record that is not too loud. Uh, but anyways, today I'm kind of recording towards rush hour time. So if you hear some noises, just bear with me. As long as you're here, that's all matters. The most important thing is, did you get the message, right? So anyways, today we'll be talking about how to leverage other people's money or outside money to buy real estate. For investors that have more than a handful of rentals financed out of pocket, we all know how things usually start getting a little harder when it comes to financing rentals, right? Hence why most investors start looking at other creative methods such as syndications, using hard money lenders, uh, using family and friends money and whatnot to purchase real estate. And I personally believe for your first rental, actually, it's important to use your own money so that you are very invested and do all it takes to make that first or second deal work by subconsciously pushing yourself to learn, to learn everything you can. Because since your hard money is on the line, right? Since your hard money is on the line, guess what? You are more likely to do all it takes to make sure that your hard earned money is properly used. And before we go any further, this episode is brought to you by Pathfinder.io. Pathfinder is a revolutionary mobile app designed to streamline the rental application process for both landlords and prospective tenants. And using cutting edge technology, Pathfinder actually matches landlords and their properties with possible renters. Like the dating app Tinder, the matching process is based on information provided by both parties that can help both landlords and prospective renters save money, time, and reduce the frustration that we all feel when dealing with tenant selection process. So go and check out Pathfinder.io for more information. Now back to today's episode, using outside money. By that, I mean using money that's not yours, right? It's, I think this is hand, hand done the best way to scale in real estate. Like I said, it can be really challenging to personally finance real estate once you have a certain amount of them because you might not be cash flowing enough for the cash flow to buy you other rentals. We might have exhausted the, the, the 10 property marks that can be financed through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And for those that do not know Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, basically they are government-backed, privately held mortgage companies 
that were originally created by the U.S. Congress and both provide liquidity, stability, and affordability to the mortgage market, making them crucial to their country's housing system. As a result, most starters, if they aren't using FHA for their, those first-time home buyers, they typically finance their properties using Fannie and Freddie Mae. And with that, you can buy up to 10 one to four investment units, which is great. Anyways, back to their point, that option might also uh, be exhausted for some investors. And now you might be scratching your head, wondering how you can effectively, by all means, finance rentals, since using commercial means of financing is pretty costly than using personal money or funny and Freddie Mac and whatnot. And that's where using other people's money can come to your rescue to help you keep buying rentals without that much stress and without spending so much money out of your pocket or the money that you don't have instead of just waiting and hoping one day you can or going back to your jobs uh, if, if you already quit your job you don't have to do that you can be creative and still buy rentals using other people's money and the, one of the greatest ways is friends and family if you have friends and family with some money laying around and you can get them into deals where you all can benefit that would be a great way to leverage other people's money as we know money can be a destroyer of friendship though, and a break of families if one is not careful so my advice is to really make sure you have a great deal that you are 100 percent sure about that you've done a tons of research on and know that you won't lose people's money the other advice I'd provide is to be transparent as possible with people. Don't oversell something, but rather tell them the truth. By that I mean all the good, the bad, and uglies of investing in real estate so that they understand that there's always risk when it's come to investing. Because let's be honest, even though investing in real estate is not too risky, but there's always a risk. I've invested in risky stuff that have costed me tens of thousands of dollars to stabilize to the point that even right now I'm still working very hard to stabilize them. At the same time, I've invested in things that have been kumbaya, like literally so smooth that you feel like you've hit a jackpot. So to my point, be very transparent to people on both the risk and the reward aspect of things and the reward aspect of investing in real estate so you don't destroy your friendship or break your family because of money because it's not worth it we work hard so we can enjoy the fruit of our labor with our friends and family we don't just work to work so don't let money get you ruin what makes life worth living for and that's good people around us all right folks the second great option is if you are scared of involving friends and family which i think might be a smart decision then there's tons of money hard money lenders out there people people typically confuse private and hard money lenders. Previous examples I talked about your family and friends, those are usually considered private money lenders, technically, if you look at it. And with hard money lenders, you do not have any personal relationships with them, right? Private lenders might lend you just to help you out and don't care that much about the deal. However, hard money lenders, it's pure financial. They'll use the property as a collateral and you pretty much have no way out of it, right? If the deal end up being bad. So as you explore hard money lenders out there, make sure that you contact as many as you can because the other big, big advantage of hard money lenders is the fact that their interest rates can be very high. And that's because they carry quite a huge risk since they do not focus on your credit history or income as a collateral, but rather the focus is on the property value 
and what that after repair cost will be since most of the time the properties they finance usually are add value adds right they need to put in so they they, they, they only need to put in some time and work into it so that the the value could go up to get the lowest interest rate as possible with these loans you've got to put in the work and reaches research and call as many hard money lenders as possible until you find one that their terms are favorable to what your goals and eventually they work with your financial situation because that's very important now the third option will be seller financing that's one of the things that i'm actually i've started looking into because i've done just most of the deals i just do myself i'm coming to the point where like like i find seller financing to be very intriguing i've been reading a lot about it and researching a lot about it and uh kind of try to be an expert uh, when it comes to seller financing so that's one of the ways that i hope to finance deals this year and in its basic simplest form basically this is a situation where the property owner acts as a lender and that's eliminating the need to work with a financial institution aka bank and, and this strategy is great for those that maybe want to negotiate lower to no down payment or those that do not need certain uh, i mean you did not meet certain lending requirements uh, whether it's credit or financially they cannot afford it so for those that are in that boat definitely look into seller financing you don't have to be in those boats in order to look into it right? well, if you can get a property financed by the seller and you don't have put any money in it that's amazing right so uh definitely look into seller financing for me that's my favorite one so far uh from what i've looked into so far i think it's it's, it's great um i hope to do some this year and i just think it's a great strategy whether you can afford to buy real estate straight out or not if you can get something seller financed at a pretty good rate and you guys have some good terms out there i think it's amazing and lastly i've talked about this is syndication for those that haven't heard of syndication basically it's when a limited partner you see that's what i told you Boston is always honking. <laughs> so basically, it's when a limited partner or investor or group of individuals come together and put in equity together to find a certain deal. Right? A lot of times, it's big, it's big, big deals. And since we are talking about purchasing real estate with no money, with syndication, you don't necessarily have to bring the money. You can bring in the deal or some kind of strength that other people in the team do not have and bring that and use that to get a piece of the deal. Does that make sense? So you can... If you're really good at deal searching, then definitely bring that. Or if you're good at whatever that's lacking in that particular team. So look for a team that is looking, uh, liking something that you can offer and or bring a deal to some big syndicators out there and just make sure that you, you know, they put you in as, and you get some piece of the deal and bam, yeah, you are, you get a property with no money, right? But obviously you're using your sweat, but at the end of the day, we are talking about getting properties with no money. Alright folks, that's all I have for you all today. And now it's time for our weekly mortgage market recap. Uh, there's still volatility in the market in spite of the strong job reports that we've been seeing. And the Fed raised the 30-year fixed rate by 0.03%, making week ending with 2-9-2023, finishing at the rate of 6.12%. And uh, we've been seeing more people entering the market in spite of these slight high rates and which is not surprising because it's in preparation of the spring home buying season as as always we should start seeing inventory increasing very soon as we are nearing the busy real estate season very soon uh we'll see how it how busy it gets this year i don't think it's gonna be really crazy like the last couple of years but um i think the market should get to certain point that you know once we get a lot of inventory in uh hopefully we do i think to probably we'll see i'm pretty hopeful 
that's it for a weekly mortgage market recap now time for a weekly motivation and it's just a motivation reminder for all of us investors i know how real estate can be very addicting we are always looking for the next deal and that next deal and the next deal because in spite of us being financially free for those that have already reached our level we just keep going like crazy i know how it feels because i'm on the same boat i have big dreams when it comes to investing in real estate to extend that for me, it has become more of a lifestyle because I actually enjoy the process. Right? I'm not thinking about just all oh, the money or whatever. No, it's, it's the process, the lifestyle. It's great. I love it. I enjoy it. But for those that got in just to create some decent wealth and be free without the crazy hassle, once you reach your financial freedom number, don't let what others are doing to deceive you to keep going if you are not comfortable to do, doing so. Right? And if you're not comfortable with the hustle and bustle of real estate, then just stop. Just stop. Stop where you are comfortable with. For most people, it would be once you reach financial freedom. Because remember, if you make 20K a month in passive income and your bills are 10K, you are free. Or even less. If you make 6K in passive income and your bills are 3K or even 4K, you are free. You don't necessarily need 10 or 30 million dollars or 40 million dollars to be free. No. As long as you reach your financial freedom number, you're good. Right? So forget about the title and all the society or the real estate community, okay, big guys pushing. Don't let other people push you to what their dreams are. Somebody else, their dream might be to like own a hundred million dollars worth of real estate. That's great. That's good. That's them. But don't try to compete with them. Be you. If your dreams just own three duplexes and that would be cash flowing you pretty good and you're creating pretty, you know, decent wealth through appreciation, that's great. Be proud of it. Don't worry about other someone else's dream. Maybe you're not that motivated. Maybe two, three duplexes is good enough for you. That's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right? That's fine. Like I said, go for freedom that you are comfortable with that's more important but for for the rest of us that actually enjoy the journey keep pushing because with real estate folks the sky is literally the limit and until next time stay hungry thank you for listening to minority landlords podcast please like and subscribe and leave us a rating on itunes so that we can reach as many people as possible we will appreciate it if you tell your friends and family, too, about the podcast. Also, visit us at MinorityLandlords.com.